Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. The what and why of art. I think those are two questions that we all need as artists to ask ourselves. What do we paint? And why do we paint? What do we create? And why are we creating? So let's look at the what, what we paint. Of course, we all know just looking at an outside subject, you know, we might be interested in a landscape. Maybe it's the figure. Maybe it's still life. Maybe it's more conceptual work. But I believe creating works of art go beyond the subject matter. So we could be painting a landscape and it has some objects in it like trees and maybe a lake and a, a grass area, maybe some birds, but it's not about the tree, the grass, the birds. It's about something else. Maybe it's about telling a story. Maybe it's about communicating a message or a feeling of place. Those are things that when we talk about what do we paint? Those are what we're taught. That is what we're talking about. It's not just, I paint people. What is it about those people, their expressions, what they're doing, you know, in that setting that communicates something on a deeper level? I think we all are looking for, what do we paint? I think when we begin, we start out with uh, going to school, we have assignments, okay? So then the teacher dictates what we paint. But I think as artists, we got to go beyond the, I can just paint any subject. Again, subject is not even the what. The what is really what's behind the subject that we paint. And start to identify the what in our own work. And it isn't this one day you just miraculously get up and go, I know what my work's about. You get glimpses. And I think over your history as an artist, you gain clarity the more you ask that question. So it's not just about painting as a practice. It's about learning who you are as an artist to answer that question. What is the thread that unites my work? What is my work about? What am I trying to say with my work. I mean, you could just take an example of a simple still life. Let's make it real simple. An apple. Well, we can portray that apple, you know, straight on, just how it looks in a photograph, for instance. But if you're talking about the what in my work, so if you're even given an assignment, okay, it says paint an apple. You'll have artists that paint that apple in so many different ways. It's literally amazing. One artist could break that apple up, string it up, hang it in this really dark, crazy lighting with colored gels and everything else. And that apple just becomes, it transforms into something else. How you represent your work through the question of what makes all the difference in the world. In my opinion, it is what makes your work identifiable from others. How you execute that painting is also another way that helps to define and support the what. So in other words, if you don't know the what, 
it's hard to comp com create compositions that help support the what. It's hard to create concepts without being able to support the what. So if you know the what, your mark making, your execution, your compositions, your format, your color palette, everything comes from the what. So think about what it is in your own work that you're trying to do. And if it's not something you thought about before, begin that process. I've always said your brain is an amazing thing. The minute you try to give it a problem, it can't stop. It Even when you're just showering, eating, whatever, walking, it keeps solving that problem. And then you feed it. Hmm, I like this. You know, this is important to me. That's why I always believe journaling is so important because it helps you to come to the what. Your what right now might be a big lump of clay and you need to start carving at, out at it. And for the most of us, we are carving that thing out and defining it and fine-tuning it to the day we die. What isn't something you come to and, oh, I'm done, good, check, you know, cross it off the list. It is a, as much as you are learning about who you are as you change and grow through time, is equally the same way you change and grow as an artist through time. So who you are, and what your art is about is interconnected. It's making that brain connection to that. There's a synergy there. There's a book I would love uh, you to take a look at if you do get a chance. And I'm going to put uh, it in the post as well. It's a book called Artist on Art from the 14th century to the 20th century. It was a book that I was introduced um, when I was studying an undergraduate uh, at the Massachusetts College of Art in Boston, I had this amazing art history teacher for, uh, you know, modern European painting. You would go to his class and every lecture was an inspiring performance. And I'm being, I, I, I can't put it in words how influential the way he would present art and what he relied on the most was the words from the artists themselves. So, you know, in, in really earlier arts, when we're looking at the, you know, the, 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 um, the vases and, you know, the really older arts that we never knew who the artist was, it's very hard to be connected to those things. But when you look at the words of artists, as they were working. These are things they said when they were working. These are things that they said when they were developing their what. It is inspiring. It changes the way you look at the art. And one of the things that I think is just so revealing is that you then become bonded. You become connected with these artists that you love from the past because you're seeing that they're working through the same problems, different times, but similar challenges. And you feel connected to a grander, greater body outside of yourself. I'd like to read um, from the book. And many of you probably know uh, the artist and author, Robert Henry, um, 
here's an excerpt on art is the attainment of a state of feeling. And these are his words. The object of painting a picture is not to make a picture, however reasonable this may sound. The picture, if a picture results, is a byproduct and may be useful, valuable, interesting as a sign of what has passed. The object which is back of every true work of art is the attainment of a state of being, a state of high functioning, a more than ordinary moment of existence. In such moments, activity is inevitable. And whether this activity is with brush, pen, chisel, or tongue, its result is but a byproduct of the state, a trace, the footprint of the state. These results, however crude, become dear to the artist who made them because they are records of state of being, which he has enjoyed and which he would regain. They are likewise interesting to others because they are, to some extent, readable and reveal the possibilities of greater existence. And that leads me to my next question, because we talked about the what of art. Let's talk now about the why of art. Why do you create? Why do you paint? Why do you work? on the computer or what sculpt or whatever it is that you do. Why? Why do we do this? There is something connected to our inner passion, our inner drive that puts us through this process of hard work, of challenging ourselves. You could work hours. I always love when my undergraduate students come in and they say, I worked two hours on this. And I'm thinking, I just painted 12 hours yesterday and I'm still not done. You know, I think the true artist keeps stepping up every day and putting, you know, pen to paper, paintbrush to canvas, digital pen, pixel to, to, to the computer screen, whatever it is that you do or a combination thereof, right? We do it because there's some kind of drive within us. And I think if you connect or ask your brain the question, why do I do this? What are you getting out of it for you? Because you must be. You must be. And if you can identify that, that will support your what. That will help support your what. I think for me, when I look at many of my paintings, you know, they're figurative works, but really they're messages. They're messages about feelings I've had because of what's happening in the outside world. I feel for me, art is a lot about healing and it can't be just for myself. I feel a need, a physical need to share that sense of healing, how art can help you through bad times, through crazy times. And, you know, one of the things that I uh, love about the work that I do is it can never be taken from me because I can paint in my mind at any point in time I can paint. And there's something else I want to share with you, which I'll include also in the post is the Met talks where they have living contemporary artists look at paintings in the museum and discuss what their thoughts about that painting are, because what artists do when they go to a museum, they don't just walk by and go, wow, 
that's a great piece of art. Of course, we say that, but then there's a deeper conversation. And I mentioned to you um, when I went to the museum and saw the woman in gold, of course, you can't take pictures, but there's a beautiful bench that's right there. And I sat at that bench and I walked back and forth to the painting and I had my notebook out and I wrote down everything I could about that work. And I'm going to also include in this post some of those notes that I wrote. And I wrote an article on that as well. So you got a lot of stuff in the post this week. But one of the things that I think is important is you look at a work of art, and this is what these Met Talks are all about, as you say to yourself, how would I paint that picture? And then you look at the differences from what that artist did, and you say, well, what did they do? How could I translate that? How could I make it different? How could I make it my own? These are questions that you ask yourself. So you don't just go to a museum and look at the pictures and walk by. You ask yourself more profound questions. And it's amazing. I can't begin to tell you what your brain starts to do. It gives you aha moments right then and there. And sometimes, I have to admit, even get chills. Even a little verklempt, you know. Because you are honoring artists of the past and uniting your work and your body of what and why becomes joined to this, you know, greater existence, like Robert Henry said. So what I leave with you this week is what and why of art. Answering those questions and give it an ongoing reason to continue to ask those questions to yourself. Because it's just not about technique. Our work is so much more than that. Technique is a support of the what and the why. That's what it is. It's a support of the what and the why. It is our ability to communicate the what and the why. We need it because we need to be able to communicate. But there's a bigger picture there. So have a wonderful week. And as always, create from the heart. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear, and that's spelled C-Y-R.